Hey everyone, couple quick notes before we get into this week's episode. First off, happy Valentine's Day. Share a special drink with somebody that you love or have some mild feelings for. It's Valentine's Day. Uh, secondly, this is a really fun and interesting episode that we did, uh, well that I did really, uh, with Justin of Justin's House of Bourbon, well one of the Justins. Uh, the shop is located in Lexington, we're going to get into all of that. Uh, we changed things up just a little bit in terms of format, uh, since it was just me, and we were drinking something special, so I wanted you to uh, learn about that later on. I wanted to give you a heads up, uh, and I will be back with you at the tail end of the episode, but until then, enjoy. everybody, welcome to this week's episode of This Is My Bourbon Podcast, the official podcast of This Is My Bourbon Shop, where we talk about the spirit of Kentucky. My name is Perry. Thank you all so much for being here with me this week. And I got a very special guest sitting in with me. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, Justin Thompson, right? Thompson's your last name. That's correct. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, Justin is half of the owners of, well, one half of the, I don't know the right way to phrase that, but one half of... Um, the partnership that uh, has just opened Justin's House of Bourbon uh, here in downtown Lexington. Uh, it is, it, it's Kentucky's first vintage bourbon shop, correct? Uh, we believe so. Um, <laughs> the uh, gentleman up in northern Kentucky, um, Ed Bly and Co. up at um, Cork and Bottle, mm-hmm. I believe, um, got the jump on us. And um, <laughs> um, they do have a vintage selection as well, and they um, are doing some tastings also. But um, um, we feel like this, you know, with our selection, almost half of the selection we have in here is vintage stuff, and uh, we're real excited to showcase this collection and hopefully sell some to some folks. And we're also um, in the market to um, look at and. And uh, possibly purchase uh, more bottles um, if folks want to let some things go. Cool. That is, I, I think, one of the coolest things about this is not only are you um, selling your your vintage collection, but you're also giving other people the opportunity to come in and um, sell theirs to y'all as well. I think that's going to be a really nice way to see, um, you know, where this market's at right now and see it grow. Sure. Um, even a little bit too. Yeah. Th- there's definitely, I think. Um, a lot of interest in, in the bourbon world. I mean, you can call it collecting, you can call it hoarding, you can call it flipping, or <laughs> whatever you want to call it there. But, um, you know, we're, we're, trying, we're shying away right now from um, any of the releases that maybe have come out the last 12 to 24 months. And, um, you know, really focusing on things that are at least 10 years old or older. And, um, you know, the girth of our collections probably is coming from the 60s and 70s. Mm-hmm. And um, but you know we, we've got we touch on almost every decade that, from the last hundred years and um, you know we're, we're looking to looking to definitely find some unique bottles and sure and um, you know have folks come in and ask for unique things and definitely. You know, if we don't have it maybe we can find it for them in a future date there and um, right. but um, 
you know, it's it's been a fun project. Uh, we've had a one full day of operation now, so <laughs> um, that one day we were open, folks seemed to seemed to enjoy themselves and ask a lot of questions and bring some fun bottles in here and and um, we were able to add to our collection a little bit there. So um, you know, it's been it's been a fun um, fun um, venture for the moment. Sure. So I know that people are going to be wondering, um, as I am too, what is the oldest uh, bottle that you have uh, up for sale right now? Um, well, the oldest bottle that we currently have showcased is uh, is an old granddad that was uh, bottled in 1913. So, man, um, <laughs> jeez, it's a great bottle. It's got you know the the labeling on it's great, the patina on it's perfect. Um, the juice inside seems to be pretty dark and not that cloudy and Killer. believe it or not there has doesn't appear to be too much evaporation so the cork yeah. is doing its job there so um it, it's just a great piece it'd be great anyone's most folks you know it would be close to the centerpiece of their collection there so um you know we've we were excited when we got our hands on it and now we're excited for someone else to get their hands on definitely. it. definitely yeah uh, well, speaking of old granddad, we are uh, sitting in front of a couple pours of an old granddad's 86 proof. Uh, when is this bottle from? Um, this one was um, bottled in 1984. And, you know, it's it's um, for folks, you know, that maybe just been in bourbon for the last, you know, six months or year or something like that. You know, they they've probably gotten their fill of some of the recent releases which which are very good you know your mm-hmm. um birthday bourbons and some of your pappies and and things of that nature you know that the f- people when they first get into they flock towards but you know we want to remind folks that there was some great whiskey that, that was made in the 70s and 80s and 90s and and uh you know those periods were not great periods for the industry so sure um you know there's um but there was, it was great whiskey you know this particular line um of um um this dusty here this so granddad you know from the 80s is is uh pr- usually very very palatable and and very aromatic and and just kind of a just really solid pour whiskey there um you know if you're into this um this brand five or six years ago from this era, I mean, you could easily find these bottles for, you know, $50, $100, sure. something like that, or maybe even less. I mean, a lot of folks are just thinking, oh, well, oh, granddad, you know, that's that's um, not the sexiest label today. I mean, some <laughs> folks, you know, really gr- might know the 114. And, yeah, um, for sure. You know, but, you know, it's um, – uh, we've just been finding that these old granddads from the 80s, 70s, and 60s are just really, really good drinkers. And, you know, folks should really be on the lookout for these and um, should add something. Um, you know, they're a little more expensive right now, um, but we're, um, we're going to be opening a few things like this and um, offering them, offering samples yeah. eventually um, to folks when, when they come and visit. Um, you know, a $500 bottle of bourbon or a $1,000 bottle of bourbon might not be for everyone, but they still might want a unique experience and pay a little bit just, just to yeah. try it and yeah. and um, open their eyes to it. And after they try it, they might say, wow, that is, you know, that's just as 
or I enjoy that just as much as my Pappy 15 or, sure. or, you know, that's, um, Willet that I was hunting down, you know, so, uh, we're hoping after they actually try these, um, some of these older bottles that, um, they have more confidence in, in what they're purchasing or, or, you know, might turn them on to something else to start hunting for. Yeah. Well, I'll say right off the bat, um, before even taking a sip of it, the, the nose is very, um, it's much more aromatic, I think, than a lot of the old granddads that are out right now. Um, you know, I before even sipping it, I don't. I'm not smelling a whole lot of like the the nuttiness that I'm familiar with with old granddad. But I'm curious to see what this is like. <clears throat> from um, we're drinking out from a half wow. gallon, and um, we opened it. Um, we opened this a couple of days ago, and as you can see, we're almost at the very bottom. So <laughs> <clears throat> we weren't exactly, um, you know, we weren't pouring this. Like I said, we don't have our, um, we're not set up yet to do the official samples here in the store. Yeah. But um, we've been doing a little research after hours here, and we're getting to the end of this this bottle. But um, um, it was it was a good find and it's it's a great pour it's a solid bourbon and it's Absolutely. just it's just fun now to you know when you sit down to have those you know bi-monthly or even annual tastings when you get together with your buddies and everybody's bringing in bottles definitely you know it's it's always fun to bring something old and something no one's tried and and um you know surprise them with with what the you know the great juice they were making back then sure yeah this is fantastic i mean i it's funny, I was saying, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of the nuttiness on the nose, but it's very uh, prominent on the palate. Um, there's some, like, swirling hints of caramel in there, too, that don't, like, linger for too long, but kind of remind you that that's um, supposed to be there. And sure. It, for, for an 86, I mean, it's it's pretty well balanced there for mm-hmm. 86 proof. Um, Absolutely. You know, this is, um, anyway, we're... Um, we're excited to open up more of these older bottles and share them with folks. And, sure, yeah. And then, um, like I said, hopefully they'll uh, like it enough we'll, where they'll uh, want to buy a bottle and take it home and share with other folks. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so one of the things I like to do as uh, we get the show kicked off is uh, ask what we've been drinking recently. Uh, so, Justin, what you've been drinking on recently, other than this old granddad, of course. <laughs> well, um, ah, shoot. I, I try to remind myself every now and then what other you know, staple brands taste like. I mean, normally I'm, um, um, I like to stay within something that costs about 30 to $40 on the shelf. So, I mean, with, you know, how popular bourbon is right now, I mean, it might not be the sexiest brands for some folks, but I mean, it's, it's still great to, you know, grab your four roses, you know, um, small batch or, you know, even grab some Woodford or Maker's Mark. I mean, you you know, for what you're paying there, I think you're still getting a great value. But um, really, you know, if I am running out and buying something or getting a gift for someone or, you know, I, I want to go on a trip and have something to sip on, um, I do try to find the barrel picks that retailers yeah. do. Um, I mean, you know, most folks, I guess I listen to this, are pretty um, aware of... Um, um, what barrel picks are, but just in case or not, you know, that's when the, the retailer of the bar gets to try um, a few different single barrels and, and they choose the one they think is best. And uh, the, the distilleries normally try to roll out some 
some of their quote unquote honey barrels for them to choose already or right. some of the ones they think stand out. But um, one I've been getting on a little bit, I mean, the um, the Knob Creek barrel picks, uh, they've been getting some kind of older barrels out there in the markets. Yeah. Um, you know, a couple last year they released were almost 15 years old. I, I want to say uh, one wow. of the ones I was a, a part of helping select was 14 years and 11 months. So Man. I think there were two or three other folks that, that got that same um, batch there that or from that same um, barreling date. But, um, and, and, you know, sometimes older is not better. I mean, when I do a barrel pick, <laughs> I tell them not to tell me that, disclose the year or anything like that let's just try them and see what's best and but um we've got one here in the store now that's a 13 year old knob creek pick and um it's really good it is it's, really good yeah that's it, it kind that. of it it's um you know and they bottle that 120 proof and i'm kind of a higher proof guy and yeah for um, sure you know, so I'm 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 pretty happy with with the Knob Creek barrel picks that are coming out right now, especially the ones that are 12 years or older. They, they seem to really um, not get too oaky on you, and and have been some um, some real good picks there. Yeah, what did the uh, the Knob Creek pick come off of the come off at proof wise? Um, I can't remember exactly. I mean, they um, they bottle all those at 120. Yeah. So yeah. I believe most of the time it's it's they're they're very similar to the uh, Russell's Reserve picks. Um, you know, Russell Reserve, I think you're usually trying something between 113 and 115, and they take it, quote-unquote, down to 110 for you. <laughs> so um, I believe that most of the Knob Creeks are just around one, just above 120. Yeah. I, mean, I don't think they're any, any higher than 128. Um, but um, so – they're still what you're trying is almost exactly what you're getting the bottle. I mean, like sure. they bring it down to 120, which it's not a whole lot, and um, probably even opens it up just a little bit more, which you know I, I find desirable. I'm fine with that. So. Yeah. But um, um, it's like I said, Knob Creek right now is putting out some some good stuff, and uh, um, I think the wild turkey picks are always very good as well. For um, sure. That the good thing about those. You know, usually not or um, wild turkey allows you several barrels to choose from, which mm-hmm. um, a lot of picks you're, you're picking between three to five, and um, almost every wild turkey I've done has, has been at least ten barrels or more to wow. to source through. So it's um, that's always fun, and you know you have to be ready. You have to take your time and not get <laughs> too much palate fatigue there. And, but normally you don't have to go through all the, what they have for you to select there. I mean, but wild turkey is very generous. Um, sure. to allow you to try several different um, barrels to, to find the one that you really like or the flavor you're really going for. So it's those are always really good picks as well. Good. Uh, well, to kind of jump off of the uh, the Knob Creek pick, when I was here on Saturday, the day that you all uh, had your big grand opening, I actually picked up one of those and then went across town to another store in, in Lexington uh, known as Ernie Spirits where I found out that they also had a, a Knob Creek 13-year pick that you and your brother Seth, uh, you guys, are, is it just you, or is it just Seth, or is it the both of y'all that um, work on the Bourbon Review? Um, there are four um, main partners there at the Bourbon Review. My younger brother, Seth, um, the other Justin, Justin Sloan, he's a partner <laughs> as well. That's what I called him when I pulled into the driveway, by the way, or into the parking lot, by the way. I was like, you're other Justin. <laughs> so, and then um, the fourth partner on the Bourbon Review is um, Bobby Eitzen. 
So um, there's four of us there, um, and um, three of us have been doing it now for almost 10 years, and Sloan came on board, um, I think, uh, almost three years ago. And, um, you know, so um, the just for, for the retail shop here, it's, it's just just the two Justins doing yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, well, I had, I had gone over to Ernie's and found that they also had a, an Op Creek pick that was um, – Ernie's they, is, yeah, yeah, and they, y'all help pick that. Yeah, too. yeah. I mean, it's fun to do that stuff. I mean, he's, um, you know, anytime you do a barrel pick, it's always good to, I guess, have a few folks in there that are drinkers, yeah, and and, yeah. and we are for sure. Yeah. So, um, you know, Kevin Durham, who who runs that store, has, has been a friend for a while, and and um, I guess that, that's the great thing. I mean, you know, everyone's hunting, and, and it's great to find these limited edition things, and m- most of the time. Um, they hold up, and if you get a halfway decent price on them, you're getting your money's worth. Um, Definitely. But these, uh, I mean, these barrel picks. I mean, we're, you know, we're selling a 13 year old bourbon right now for, you know, just under fifty five dollars, and mm-hmm. I mean that's, that's what a lot of folks are bottling up and <laughs> and um, selling for a lot more under different brands or different limited releases, and um, you know, it's it's really, uh, you know. All the brands that do them, you know, Buffalo Trace has some great ones. Four Roses has some great ones. I mean, you just that is where um, I try to invest my money, encourage other folks to, you know, if they're really looking for something that's unique or someone's saying, hey, what's that one thing I can't get anywhere else? Well, a lot of times those barrel picks have their unique thumbprint on flavor and and just really uh, don't disappoint. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so one thing I really like to ask when uh, we have new folks on the show uh, is the question of how you got into bourbon. Um, and I think this is going to be a really interesting one for you, especially because, you know, the whole store is basically <laughs> your experience with bourbon. Um, so not only, you know, are you going to be able to hear Justin's take on um, his history with with our favorite spirit, but also if you want a visual history, um, I highly encourage you to come into the store. But I'm going to let you take over for a few yeah, minutes and talk about your, I your bourbon journey. Yeah, I wouldn't call it a total representation of my bourbon journey because there's no coke in here so you know as in coca-cola so but um yeah you know i just i kind of got into um you know got into bourbon in college there you know it was um sociable thing you know went to university of kentucky and you know when he went to um you know fraternity party or house party or went out to keeneland or whatever you know that seemed like the thing everybody was drinking was you know, bourbon and Coke there. So, um, you know, that's what kind of got me involved in it. And um, I think it was right before I graduated or maybe even right afterwards. I I noticed my younger brother was actually drinking bourbon without Coke and drinking on the rocks and with a little (laughs) bit of water. And he was a younger brother. So I was like, I can't let this guy outdo me. So (laughs) I kind of started, you know, um, you know, drinking it you know, a little bit on the rocks, a little bit with water. And, um, you know, that helped me, um, kind of grew my palate a little bit there. And then, um, so bourbon started becoming my drink of choice when, when I would go out and, um, seems like, you know, there wasn't a weekend where we didn't try to go out and get into some kind of action there. So, (laughs) um, you know, it was definitely supporting a lot of different brands and things I can afford and, and, um, you know, this would have been the early to mid 2000s. So, you know, bourbon was just now starting to kind of find its place and get on the 
get on the radar of um, consumers and and um, distilleries started to kind of hone in on their visitor experiences and you know started to try to court more more folks to come to bourbon country and do the bourbon trail and things like that so um you know i a pioneer went on through my 20s there and and um you know we kind of wanted to get into a business that we could get you know start something become entrepreneurs and um we just kind of saw what this bourbon thing was was starting to take off a little bit and we started to notice a few tv commercials about bourbon country um they were telling folks to come to kentucky and we you know we did see the um the similarities between that and, and the the wine regions of California, Napa and the Santa Inez sure, yeah. um, region around Santa Barbara there. So um, we went out and visited those places and, and kind of checked those out and and saw where um, maybe this tourism thing would, would catch catch on. And that's when we decided to, to do the, the Bourbon Review magazine and um, launched that in the summer of 2008. And, um, you know, just been really involved with, you know, we went in, we went in with the notion that we didn't, you know, know it all by any means. Uh, we try to get right. try to get the voices to educate us and and to try to, you know, contribute to us. You know, early on that you know what what bourbon was about. Definitely try to educate folks uh, about the area. And I mean, you know, we're all proud Kentuckians, um, <laughs> born and raised here, and and um, so we want to do something that showcase the commonwealth um and um, the industry appropriately so um you know just this got once we started the bourbon review it was no looking back as far as um <laughs> getting involved with bourbon and um you know learning obviously a, a lot more about it and being around some of those great personalities and distillers and things like yeah. that so um you know, the last ten years, it's it's been a little more of a dedication, but it's it's been it's been good. Um, so that's kind of how how I got started in it and got interested in it, and what brought us here today with um, the House of Bourbon. Cool. So. Now, how many times a year does uh, the Bourbon Review come out? Um, it's a quarterly print publication, but you know we do have um, a pretty good digital following on our social media and our. Um, email list and things like that so i mean we, we do a lot of um, um current things through those medians and and we still have the the print publication as well so yeah you know it, it's a pretty good gift and it does um um you know every you know f- four times a year you know folks do get our get our prints and um get all the good updates that yeah. we do include on our um social media and our e-newsletter as well so so i uh, have you found that uh releasing the the magazine quarterly lends itself better to the the bourbon market than say like every month or weekly or bi-weekly or um yes yes and no i mean it's um you know because that's a lot of news that could come out in between sure, <laughs> sure. issues i mean it's just i mean you know um i mean obviously there's a a lot of attention is um, being given to uh, digital capacity for for those type of reasons. You know, folks mm-hmm. release something and and um, it's the big news for the day, or maybe even if, right. if they're lucky, a few days there. So, um, but um, 
you know, it's if we if we could print it, if there was demand for it to be a daily publication or or biweekly or monthly or something like that, we, we definitely would do it. And um, um, but you know, right now we're with, I mean, honestly, not having uh, much experience in the in uh, publishing when we started, and you know, our goal was was to start out four times a year and potentially move to six times a year, make it bi-monthly, but, sure. um, you know, the quarter for, for print right now, that that's a good, good place to be. We didn't overextend ourselves. So, um, you know, a lot of folks always ask us, Hey, I didn't get my issue this month. And it's like, ah, you know, <laughs> there's, there's only four of them. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I appreciate that there, you know, the anticipation and, and people s- still seem to really enjoy getting in the mail there. And, and, um, you know, we're, we're happy to do it, but you know, things are changing and, you know, we're, we're trying to evolve and, um, you know, to balance both, uh, you know, print publication with a digital presence. So, sure. Yeah. So, uh, as we've kind of touched on before, we're sitting in, uh, Justin's house of bourbon, which is, um, a vintage, uh, bourbon shop. Um, and I, I'm curious how you got into, um, collecting vintage bourbon because so many people will um buy two or three bottles of, of a dusty um and then call it quits but this is the you kind of look at it and in the the best sense of the way you go this is a great obsession to have <laughs> you well, know what i mean yeah well i guess well that's still to be tested there but um <laughs> you know i mean this this um it's been a fun hobby and you know, I think a lot of um, uh, there's just something in the human DNA that says to hoard and collect things. You know, and yeah. you know whether it's um, you know motorcycles or food or um, booze, or whatever it is. You know, folks just I think it's it's somewhere in our brains that that we need to stock up on things. So, um, you know, just obviously being involved with bourbon this long, we're I was eventually, I guess, going to be curious about the, some older stuff, and and um, you know, been lucky enough to to meet some folks that had some excess product or some things they didn't want or whatever there. And and um, I've always said, like, you know, if you gave someone an honest offer on something, then the, the best thing, um, you know, the best thing for for myself and the other part of Justin Sloan is, you know, uh, folks refer refer you to other people sure, when yeah. they see they have older stuff or old whiskey or whatever. So it's, it's not about trying to have one transaction with somebody. It's trying to build a relationship and, and do more or get them to recommend you to somebody else. So, um, but, um, yeah, I mean, we not only have the bottles, which the bottles are what everyone's really excited about, I guess. Um, you know, we have some memorabilia in here as well that, um, you know, still covers almost every um, decade as well. Um, we've got stuff from the early 1900s all the way up to the 60s and 70s and um, and in between there. So um, I think that's where, you know, I think I think it's where everyone hopes to be at is, is, yeah, I mean, they can still find their birthday bourbons. They can still find their B-tacks and, sure. and things like that. But, um, you know, eventually I, I think, think everyone will probably want a couple older bottles in their collection and and maybe even have a few old signage or um some memorabilia there to to put amongst their bar or you know whatever there so yeah um you know we're, we're trying to find some fun pieces that people haven't seen or or um 
you know, maybe fall into a brand that they, they really have a passion for and, and, you know, hopefully they buy it. Sure. Yeah. So I, am going to ask specifically about one of the memorabilia pieces that you have. Um, this four roses piece that's sitting above, uh, what is supposed to be the, the fireplace (laughs) in this old building. Uh, tell me a little bit about the story behind this. Uh, that's just actually a piece that we found on eBay, I believe. And it's a, um, (laughs) it's very colorful. Um, but it's, um, it's what used to be the, um, so actually there was a Four Roses pinball machine, and, and that is actually the um, kind of the front dis- or the back display, I guess, of, of the pinball machine. And um, it's got great color on it. It's um, believed to be from the 1940s. So, I mean, Four Roses did a lot of, it was kind of a big brand um, after the war there and 40s and 50s, uh, treated the brand very well. Um, Definitely until um, Seagram's bottom and, and ended up phasing out the straight bourbon here in the United States and turned into blended whiskey. But um, anyway, that, that was, um, yeah, it's a pretty fun, fun piece there. And um, we had never seen it, so we thought we'd pick it up and maybe there's a, a big Four Roses fanatic out there that they'll like to have it. So, yeah. It's it's really cool. I like the um, you know kind of always. I enjoy the um, the story behind um, bourbon and bourbon memorabilia just as I much just as much as I do um, you know the consumption of it. Um, so thank you for sharing some of those stories. And I have to ask too, uh, what's your favorite bourbon on, that you have on display here at the shop? Um, you know I'm you not can, sure if you can pick. <laughs> I said, I, th- I think that old granddad um, from 1913, or excuse me, yeah, 1913. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty special. Um, we have some um, some of the few um, single barrel Pappy 23s that were done in 2007, um, non chill filtered. Um, those are pretty special. Um, you know, we've got some. We're getting close to, to getting a, a vertical of um, um, the very old Fitzes, 12 years. Excuse me, the very, very old Fitzes, I guess. <laughs> um, um, 12-year-old ballings. So we've, we've got those from, you know, the, um, the pre, kind of the three decades they, they put those out there. So, um, you know, it's, it's kind of like, uh, I don't know, it's kind of like asking a mother... Who's got um, Which is your a boatload child? of kids? You know who her favorite child is. She might have one or two. She's not really impressed with, but <laughs> for the most part, she, she likes most of them there. So, um, you know, we we've got um, they're all special, I guess, in their own way there, and and um, you know, we look forward to some of them finding a new home, and and some of them we're opening up and sharing with folks, and um, you know, just. Hopefully, it's something that um, people will be interested in, and you know, we'll we'll see what happens there. Absolutely, yeah. And I look forward to uh, the the opening portion of these bottles as well, because I will definitely be returning to uh, you know to test those out. Um, so I think we're going to move into uh, what we normally do, uh, the review portion of the episode, um, and uh, we're going to be reviewing what. I brought this bottle in. It's an old Forester 86 proof. I think it's from 95. And I'm going to let the expert <laughs> himself 
see if he can discern when it's from. And the problem with it is that there are no, there, there's nothing marked on the very bottom of the bottle um, where you would normally find the, uh, the year. But there, there's some underneath the back label. And I'm wondering if you can lead me in the right yeah, direction. I mean, it looks like it. I mean, it's like you said here on the side, there's a pretty, very easy to read 95. I mean, it's got a screw top on it. I mean, it's, so it's not terribly old, but um, definitely has a little age on it there. So. Yeah, for sure. And I've enjoyed this. Um, I actually got this secondhand from a friend. Um, and I've enjoyed this so far, but do you need to wash your glass? Nah, we'll, we'll get, I'll take it down. We'll see what we have here. Sure, yeah. I'd, I I usually have a review system on the show of nose palette finish and price, but we don't really have a price on this since I got it secondhand. So we're just going to bypass the actual uh, numerating uh, review. And I think we're just going to talk some about um, what we think about it. And right off the bat, the nose is very floral with a little bit of the nuttiness. Yeah, too, it's, it's right? solid. I mean, it's, I wouldn't guess it was 86 proof. I mean, no. there's, you know, sometimes the lower proofs, you don't get much out of the nose. But this one's got, this one's got something there for sure. Yeah, definitely. A little bit of burn on the back end, but not a whole lot. It's very smooth. Yeah, I didn't, um, I didn't, I didn't, burn wasn't what I was thinking, but, um, I thought it went down very well. Um, yeah. it's, you know, I, I get this, uh, you know, it's very solid. I mean, it's got some chocolate in it. Um, mm-hmm. the finish is, um, you know, it's there. It's not too long, no. but um, but you can definitely get. A, you know, it lingers for for just a couple, you know, seconds there. If and um, and I, I don't I don't think it's harsh at all on the finish. No. Um, it's um, yeah. I mean, I could sit there and uh, do some damage on this ball for sure. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Um, I, I'm a big fan of it too. You know, it it's for it having been open twenty ish years 22 years almost 23 you know i mean it's not really it it, it doesn't seem like it's been um yeah over it says here that it's, it's four years old so yeah you know it's um um you know i, I think that coming in 86 proves probably right where it needs to be but it's 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 mm-hmm. a good that's that's a solid pour right there i yeah. mean it's um you know ofo has always been Always, always get good bang for your buck there. So, yeah. I mean, I, like I said, I could sit there and um, enjoy this one for a while. For sure. Going back to the finish a little bit, I, I do like that. Um, well, like we said, the finish isn't super long, but you know, I do like when a finish cuts you off a little bit because it does make you want to go back for another um, sip and re-enjoy it. But I, I, I don't really. Have any complaints about it? I'll be <laughs> be very honest with you. Yeah, mm. I'm a fan for sure. Um, so Justin, thank you so much for uh, for being on the show with us. Um, if people want to find you, uh, how would they be able to get in touch with you, or where is the store located, and or I guess yeah, we're, we're downtown Lexington, and um, 
uh, one of the few places that um, sells spirits um, by the bottle here. I mean, there's a few other stores, but, uh, um, you know, we're on the corner of uh, Jefferson and Main Street, um, just a few blocks down from Rupp Arena off of Main, um, towards the, the west side, I guess, or going towards Louisville there. So um, we're at 601 West Main Street, and uh, we do have a website up, and so folks can um, um, look us up there and um, Justin's House of Bourbon, and, you know, we've got an email set up if people have questions or, you know, want to, are curious about if we have a particular bottle or if they're um, potentially interested in selling us something, then, you know, they can email us and maybe send some pictures or send some questions about, you know, potentially what they're looking for there, and, and we'll try to answer them, and, and hopefully we'll be able to um, um, make something happen one way or the other. Very cool. Uh, if you want to reach the show, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at My Bourbon Shop. We are This Is My Bourbon Shop on Facebook. Uh, you can also head to uh, bourbonshop.threadless.com if you want to check out some of our merch there. Uh, become a patron of the show at patreon.com slash mybourbonpodcast. Uh, you can also use the hashtag This Is My Bourbon Podcast on Instagram and Twitter if you have questions or comments or anything for us. Uh, you can also email us at mybourbonshop at gmail.com. Please leave us a rate and review on iTunes. Uh, we really appreciate it when you do that for us. Tell your friends about the show, as always. We're still kind of uh, finding our feet and everything. Uh, Justin, I want to say thank you again for, uh, having, for, for having me on the show. That's not what I wanted to say, for coming on the show and, uh, <laughs> and talking about the, the store. No worries. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Appreciate it. Like I said, we're we're excited to showcase um, what we have here. We've already got a few calls. People asking if it costs any money to come and see the collection. Uh, obviously, <laughs> it's, there's there's no charge there. No, no arm twisting. You know, we just want we have more than just the antique bourbon. We we have most of what um, they is available everywhere else. So they also have an ambulance going by. Someone. Um, I've had a few too many bourbons there, but. Um, no, we have, um, we don't just do the vintage stuff. Like I said, we, we've got everyone's other favorite labels and some other barrel picks that we'll have working their way into the store over time. And, and, um, so, I mean, if you're a fan of bourbon, I, I think, I think we got something unique here and, and we'd love for you to come in and um, check it out. Definitely. Hey, that was a lot of fun. Um, I wanted to tack on my tips and bits for this week uh, since I didn't do it with Justin. Um, so I am going to recommend, as always, well, not as always, but, you know, leading up to the movie, uh, Strangers Pray at Night, uh, which is going to be the sequel to the original Strangers film. Uh, my sister-in-law, Emma, is going to be playing Dollface in it. Um, I have to keep... Uh, <laughs> I have to keep... Uh, promoting that until the movie comes out and even some after that. Uh, and then the other one that I'm going to recommend uh, is The Good Place. If you've not been watching The Good Place on NBC, they just wrapped up season two. Season one's available on Netflix in the U.S. Uh, I know that in some other countries, as the episodes come out, uh, they're releasing them on Netflix. Uh, so I definitely recommend going and checking that show out. It's been maybe my favorite show uh, that's been on TV this season. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, my, my short little tips and bits for uh, this week's episode. 
Um, thank you all so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Uh, this was a, a super different uh, and informative episode that we got to do with, with Justin of Justin's House of Bourbon. Um, I'm looking forward to hanging out with you again next week. We're going to have Tanner and Curtis back on. Um, probably for, I think we're going to be doing a, uh, an episode where we talk about what we like to order at bars and restaurants. Uh, so be on the lookout for that until then have a happy Valentine's day. And, uh, I'm Perry and this is my bourbon podcast. Bye.